0: Mama says that alligators are ornery because they got all them teeth but no toothbrush. I I'm man! And I do believe I some funny how funny like
1: Once again, things that could have been brought to my attention yesterday!
0: Do you care if I don't know what to say? Will you sleep tonight? Will you think of me? Will I shake this off, pretend it's all okay? That there's someone out there who feels just like me? There is. Those are lyrics to a song. (laughs) That one song by the band Boxcar Racer. (laughs) This is an episode on the movie Boxcar Bertha. Mm -hmm. Uh, This is, of course... The only podcast that I'm aware of dedicated to covering the works of Adam Sandler and Martin Scorsese, my name is Eric DeLong. And I'm Uh joined by
1: (laughs) (laughs) Jeremy Barker. (laughs) I'm pretty sure Travis Barker played drums on that band too. Probably. I'm pretty sure he did. I'm pretty sure it was like Tom DeLong, Travis Barker, and then like just, it just wasn't the other guy Mark Hopkins.
0: Right. Yeah. Yeah. Hoppus was off doing his I think he has a clothing company or something.
1: That's probably. Yeah. <laughs> I uh was not ready for that intro, Eric. My god. <laughs> I was like I, I, I was like what know, is this? I know this.
0: <laughs> can't imagine our listeners were either. But Jeremy, you know, before we get too far into this, I want to get I want to get a campaign going. At this point, we've assembled an army. Um yes. we've assembled a literal army of Freaking legends that listen to this podcast. They tweet at us. The good ones, the real good ones. Subscribe to our Patreon at patreon.com slash ericandjeremy. And That's the right. best ones are going to join in our fight. And this is not a physical fight. It's not even a fight, really. It's a quest. <laughs> mm-hmm. To get our podcast, and I don't think this would be that hard if we're annoying enough. Uh-huh. To get our podcast sponsored by Tubi, this <laughs> free streaming service that I watched this movie on. I wow. think it can be done.
1: Wow. So tweet at
0: Tubi if you care about our show. Yeah. And I'm going to say, you know, do it at least once a day. At least. And just tag us yeah. and tag Tubi and be like, Tubi, sponsor this show. At least once a day. It.
1: Please. Please do this yeah. for us.
0: Yeah. Just, yeah. you know, it's, it's like eating an apple you know
1: mm-hmm. an apple a, a, a tubi a day keeps jeremy and eric at bay right mm-hmm. uh um, yeah that's funny i i actually tried uh i didn't load this up on tubi i did watch this on amazon I ended up renting it but uh, online it said that this was available on something called pluto tv which i didn't know what that was so i downloaded it and turns out it's just like tv just like an app that just plays yeah, TV. Pluto
0: TVs uh, <laughs> h- annoy. I fall for that every time because that like four times I've done it now, where I'm like, "Oh, I can watch this thing for free on Pluto." Mm-hmm. But the thing is, is like it's like TV, but in you, like it's just whatever's playing is what's playing, which is fine when you're just like browse want to watch whatever. But when right. you have something in mind, it's uh. Not very convenient, but you know, Tubi. I mean, I'm over here, and this is if you're if you work for Tubi, you know, this is we are not sponsored by them, but no. I just want to say, I mean, their lineup. I got to say, like, to be honest with you, this is the rivals Netflix, which is something that you pay for. They've got Little Giants, they've got the movie Click, which we will be covering <laughs> at some point. They've <laughs> got right. Scary Movie Four, The Perfect Storm.
1: Oh, wow.
0: Medea's family reunion. Need I say more? It's already better than Hulu and Netflix combined, just by that description.
1: You need not say more. I am a big <coughs> fan of Tubi, always have been, always will be. Please, Tubi, if you're out there, sponsor our dang show already. You know you to want to.
0: <laughs> or not to be.
1: Uh huh. Yep. Absolutely. Eric, <laughs> how have you been, sir?
0: You know, I've been good. I've been good. I got to be honest with you. I was, uh, this is a movie where I was kind of like, you know, I I kind of expected the same experience with uh, Scorsese as with an early Kubrick where I'm like, some of these early ones are going to be intriguing Um, Mm -hmm. because I've seen a lot of like really good later stuff and yeah. some of them are going to be really intriguing to see, and I bet you there will be some good stuff, but I, my expectations are kind of low going into these. My expectation for this one was very low. Oh, yeah. Um, For whatever reason, I don't know where I got this idea of this movie from, but I had this perception in my head of this being like, a movie that is known for being bad for some yes. reason. <laughs> yes. Which I don't know if that if you f- have had that impression as well. I, ki- I i liked, there's a lot of things that I liked about this movie. Yeah. And it got me excited to to, to kind of keep the Scorsese train rolling.
1: Yeah, and no pun intended with that train reference there, buddy. Um, because there is a train in this movie. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Yeah, so let me uh, hmm, that's interesting. It's interesting you feel that way. I, I feel similarly in that you, you ha, if you understand the history of Roger Corman and the kind of the kind of stuff that he peddled back in the, in, the, in the 70s, in the 60s and the 70s, um, this is sort of like a miracle <laughs> movie. Like the fact that this came out as good as it did, is like an absolute miracle, because Roger Corman, you know, I, I don't, do you know much about him? And like what he's Not known really. for? He's no. like, he's the guy who would, he made like teen drive-in movies. It was like a creature feature stuff. It was like stuff, you know, like, like a stuff with a lot of nudity, a lot of drugs and a lot of violence. Like that was his thing. He tried to get teens to come into the, the movie theater. And he sort of revitalized uh, the, the film, uh, f- the film industry in a little bit in the 60s. But yeah, so anyways, not, needless to say, Roger Corman, he's known for making r- not even B level movies, C D level drive-in films. So, but he employed some of the uh, the most prolific American directors of all time, uh, including Francis Ford Coppola, Peter Bondanovich, Jonathan Demme, Joe Dante. Ron Howard, Martin Scorsese, James Cameron, they all made films mm-hmm. by Roger Corman because he would basically just give you like a barely a budget and he would send you out with specific details on like what you needed, you know, to, to basically what you needed to, to cover and like what he was looking for and you would just go do that for him. But when you watch this movie, it, it almost feels like a real movie. <laughs> Like, it's almost like a real regular movie. I do still think that this is, like, we're about... I think the next movie after this, he directs, is Mean Streets. And Mm. Mean Streets is where his career, in my opinion, officially starts. So, kind of like with Adam Sandler, you know, it took two films to get to Billy Madison. This took two films to get to Mean Streets. So... We are covering sort of the last, like, Scorsese, sort of, sort of, like, not, like, kind of, like, shackled to his circumstances here and making something for someone else entirely.
0: Free Willy and Os- Osmosis Jones are on Tubi. <laughs> 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 Need I say more? Jeremy, Need before we dive more? in, we just uh, we just uh, recorded a, a very fun episode um, on our Patreon podcast. Can you tell the people uh, about our Patreon a little bit?
1: Yeah, patreon.com slash Eric and Jeremy is a place where you can go subscribe at... Uh, for some amount of money and you'll get some amount of content. How much content will you get? Well, about two years worth of bonus content uh, <laughs> weekly. We've uh, we done done a bonus show weekly for that Patreon uh, for the past uh, couple of years and covered everything from the Tales from the Crypt series. Uh, we've done fun theme months like No Shave November. Uh, we just finished Muppet Month, which ended on a very high note as far as I'm concerned. With a oh, great with a great guest and a great discussion on Muppet Treasure Island.
0: Yeah, but we be, got Animal.
1: We got Animal, baby. And but basically, you know, uh, what we foster on our Patreon is a little bit of a community, right? Like we're very mm. open to covering films suggested by uh, patrons. We uh, we we you know we let our hair down on that show. And uh, gosh darn it, it, it's just a fun time. I mean, what else can I say?
0: Nothing. You can't say anything else because you, you said won't. it beautifully. <laughs> Thank you. Um, Thank you, sir. So that's patreon.com slash Eric and Jeremy. Head on over there. It's, you know, even if you want to do a month, sign up, listen to everything, and then bail. That's fine with us. We think yeah, we you'll stick care. around.
1: Yeah, we, yeah. We, we, we bet you will. We'll bet you five whole dollars you
0: yeah, and if you're, you know, Jeremy, don't listen to this, but if you're interested in hearing all the episodes for $3, hit me up. I've got an illegal feed going.
1: <laughs> it's so crazy. <laughs> like peddling your own content for cheaper.
0: You're just cheating my partner out of like <laughs> dollars.
1: $2, yeah. Oh, so funny.
0: <clears throat> oh, man. Well, Jeremy, uh, it's been fun. Um I guess I'll talk to you next week.
1: Yeah, sounds good. All right, <laughs> see ya.
0: <laughs> oh, you know what? I have a uh, a segment, Jeremy. That that the fans. No one has said anything about this, but I I assume that means they love it. Is uh, I have another round of uh What did I call it? Sandler or Scorsese? Oh, great! It's a little game where I have gathered quotes from Adam Sandler and Martin Scorsese, and you're gonna have to guess. Who said which quote? Perfect. I'm 31 now. I think I'm beginning to understand what life is, what romance is, and what a relationship means.
1: Uh, That's Scorsese.
0: No, that's Adam Sandler. (laughs) Okay. I sing seriously to my mom on the phone to put her to sleep. I have to sing Maria from West Side Story. When I hear her snoring, I hang up.
1: That's Scorsese, right?
0: No, that's Adam Sandler.
1: Gee, you would think
0: with the Maria thing and the I mom know, thing. I know,
1: I know. I've I thought I. It's like all of these sound like they're gonna. I think I keep guessing because I think I keep thinking you're trying to trick me because they they actually have all kind of sounded like something Sandler would do or say. But I'm like I'm like no, nah, maybe that's Scorsese. I don't know.
0: I'm just this next one that I wrote down. I'm realize I might have done this one already. Oh, perfect! As, Let me see if the, I'll guess it, even though as you've as done bit. it already. But uh, here we go. Shabby Doobie. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> now that one, Scorsese for sure.
0: Jeremy, you you finally nailed it.
1: Yes, shabby. I finally got one right. Shabby Doobie. <laughs>
0: <laughs> He's probably said, said that. <laughs> He's at some probably point. said it once. <laughs> uh boxcar bertha uh-huh. it stars uh barbara hershey david carradine barry primus not to be confused with the band primus.
1: <laughs> i wasn't planning on confusing them but
0: he's not three uh rock stars combined. got it got uh, it got it bernie casey at the, at the, at a certain point, these min, names mean nothing to me. I feel like I recognized Barbara Hershey from something. Yeah, and David Carradine. And David Carradine. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. Mm-hmm. And his brother, I think, uh, some other Carradines in it too. Paul Carradine, maybe. Saw his yeah, name. In my the my do- yeah.
0: my doctor told me I need to get more Carradine in my diet. By the way.
1: Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. Uh, I I sometimes will, uh, you know, if I need if I need to burn something down, I'll use uh, a, a can of Carradine
0: right right yeah you know jeremy i went to uh you know i had to get i have new insurance so i had to go i have to get a new like you know what do they call a pri- primary care doctor you know just like your regular doctor that you go to and you right. know how doctors are always like old nerds
1: oh yeah of course yeah they're the worst <laughs>
0: Well, they're not the worst. They're just old nerds. Yeah, they're old nerds. And I go to this doctor, and shout out to my new doctor if you're listening. There's no possible way to (laughs) listen to this. I go in. Would be cool. I'm talking to this guy about blood pressure. I'm talking to him about these things. And he's like, uh, we end up having a conversation about like, Basically, like, human consciousness. We're having, like, this crazy conversation Whoa. about... uh I, I'm, like, hitting it off with this doctor. He's, like, the coolest guy I've ever met in my life. <laughs> I wanted to, like, hang out with him. That's great. After he, you know, checked my uh, vitals.
1: Checked your all your... Yeah. Wow. That's great.
0: I've never met, like, a cool, like... Not to say doctors aren't cool, but he was, like... He was basically... Just, like, imagine... um. I don't know, like the Fonz. No, nah, the Fonz isn't actually cool. Just imagine a cool doctor. This is a, I'm, this I'm is imagining
1: this sort of like a um, like <clears throat> Dr. Jacoby kind of guy. <laughs>
0: yeah. He did have uh, glasses with one red lens and one blue lens.
1: See, there you go. There, you, That's what I'm picturing, a cool doctor.
0: Yeah, had a crazy obsession with Hawaii um yeah after the success of bloody mama roger corman wanted to make another female gangster film julie corman researched female gangsters and came across the story of boxcar bertha uh, martin scorsese was hired to direct on the strength of his first feature he was given the lead actors including barbara hershey david carradine barry primus And a shooting schedule of 24 days in Arkansas. So, yeah, I think you're right in saying that, you know, this isn't really, like, truly the beginning of, like, the Scorsese, you know, directing, doing his own thing, part of his career. Um,
1: No, it is him kind of being a director for hire, but it is cool to see such... I mean, like, well, and we'll kind of maybe get into it as we go, but like, for as cheaply made and as crappy as this movie could have been, I feel like he, his direction is like the big saving grace in this film. And then it's like, it's like, oh, wow. Like, you actually see him flexing some of those, some of those, some of that raw natural gift that he has. Um, mm throughout throughout the film but yeah it is it is a roger corman film i think more than it is a scorsese film and it's interesting in this piece of trivia that you read it brings up this other film but it doesn't bring up bonnie and clyde which i feel like this film is so much in it feels like it takes so much inspiration from bonnie and clyde but Mm -hmm. um like literally bonnie and clyde is about a a bunch of gangsters who are traveling the world in a car It's, it's like a foursome it's like four people, like, driving around in a car, like, going from place to place, you know. I, I don't know. It's just, like, to me, like, the love story between Carradine and Barbara Hershey, like, I'm just like, yeah. It just seemed to me, like, so clearly a, a Bonnie and Clyde thing or, or going off of the popularity of that. But I can't find any um, evidence that that was an inspiration for this at all.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um- Hershey later called the film a lot of fun, even though it's terribly crippled by Roger Corman and the violence and sex between, but between the actors and Marty Scorsese, the director, we had a lot of fun. Yeah. 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 It's interesting.
1: Uh-huh. I feel like this is the second movie where Martin Scorsese had to put in a, like a crazy gratuitous sex scene.
0: I was, <laughs> was going to bring that up. I was going to... Why is that a theme? Why is that something that he's had to deal with?
1: <laughs> I think it's because that was so popular back, back in like the early 70s and the 60s. I think it was just like... It was like, you know, remember early HBO? How like every HBO show had to have nudity in it? Like just because it was like they could... Yeah, like that's kind of like this era, I think.
0: Uh, Roger, let's hear what Roger Ebert gave uh, said about this. He gave it a uh, three out of four stars. A weirdly interesting movie. Martin Scorsese has gone for mood and atmosphere more than the more than for action. The violence is always blunt and unpleasant, never liberating and exhilarating as the new violence is supposed to be. We get the feeling we're inhibited. We're inhib- inhabiting the dark night of the soul. I have said this before. I'm not a huge. Uh, I I am someone who will, if it's not done like practically and like artfully, I will tune out during an action sequence. Mm-hmm. Um, my it's just the way my brain works. It's just what I like to look at, and and I'm a, very much a story guy. The action that we get at the end of this movie is like exactly what I want to see how I wanna watch a fight scene be done. I don't mm-hmm. know what it is like just the combination of like the way it's choreographed, the way it's shot, the way, um, just the, the the cinematography, just everything about it. I don't know I I don't know if you can if you know what I talk I'm talking about, if you can like distinguish that. You know what I you know what I mean? Like the yeah. the, the whole scene at the end with the even the like the gun the gun and stuff. I don't know. it's just the way that it's done. Maybe it's just this era too. Yeah. But it was very um effective for me.
1: Yeah, I I I I agree with you to some extent that um yeah, this is, you know, definitely not my favorite gangster film or anywhere near it, but I think I just like the way Scorsese does gangster films. I think he's just really talented at them and it's, it's cool to see like like he actually doesn't do a gangster film um again until uh goodfellas like even though he's sort of known for being the gangster movie director like this is 1972 he doesn't do one for 20 years <laughs> really i mean i don't think i i mean like taxi driver is not a gangster film uh mean streets is about like young adults sort of like kids it's not yeah like, yeah like so this is this is sort of like a conventional gangster film and I agree with you he's like he's just really talented at it and he's making a, a story that I find to be sort of just like irritating
0: <laughs> like right.
1: like actually watchable like I, I i really do you know like it's weird I both like think this film is a triumph as well as I do totally not like would not want to watch this movie again anytime soon
0: yeah, I mean, I wouldn't recommend it to people, um, but I don't know. I I, I I did think it was interesting. You know, you know what else I kind of got from it is you know, um, some of the, Scorsese's movies sometimes, like The Wolf of Wall Street, Casino, they have these almost biopic like vibes to them. Yeah. like how the structure, like we're we're kind of just like going through a, a period of time rather than like, oh, this is like a uh, you know like like a lot of movies are just like the the structure that they use is based on like play like plays from like decades centuries ago we i think we need to like get past that at a certain point by the way is like the old like three act structure um yeah. but this th- for whatever reason kind of reminded me of that even though it kind of does still have that structure it, it 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 felt to me like a casino or like a like in that way where I'm like okay this is like here's the characters here's a chunk of time that we're kind of like following them through and um you know we just kind of go on the journey you yeah. know <clears throat> yeah it's cool um, it's like kind
1: of like a travel movie too in a lot of ways
0: uh, after he finished the film, Scorsese screened it for John Cassavetes. Uh, Cassavetes, after seeing it, hugged Scorsese and said, Marty, you just spent a whole year of your life making a piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good picture, but you're better than the people who make this kind of movie. Don't get hooked into the exploitation market. Just try to do something different. Scorsese's next film was Mean Streets.
1: Dude, that is ba- That is awesome. I yeah. love that, man. That's so cool, dude. <laughs> that makes me so happy, dude. I love John Cassavetti's, too. So that's great. Yeah, that's, that's cool. great. Congratulations, Marty. You've made a huge piece of shit. <laughs> oh, man. I agree with that, though. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. like, he did make a good one of these, but I don't think this is his thing. I don't think this is no. like a. Yeah, like he's better than this, and you can tell.
0: Yeah, no, he. I don't know that this like setting is even really like,
1: dude. Yeah, like the old old South setting.
0: (laughs) It was like, especially as an early, you know, as an early filmmaker, when you're kind of like, you know, you kind of, um, when you're writing, like the a big piece of writing advice they always say is write what you know. Mm. Same thing applies to like directing or or whatever is and and i feel like i don't know like i i felt more passion i guess in that well, what's the first movie we saw um who's that knocking
1: yeah who's that yeah definitely more at passion my door.
0: yeah yeah um you can feel more of him in that movie than 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 this for sure um in his autobiography scorsese said corman hired him to direct the film gave him the script and told him to change whatever he wanted but he had to remember to include nudity every 15 pages annoying corman laughed about that in an interview he said scorsese probably remembered it wrong he remembers telling scorsese to include nudity Two or three times throughout the film, but didn't say every 15 minutes. Yeah, that's, that's uh, awesome.
1: I wonder if, yeah. you know, because famously Scorsese is, like, coked out for, like, a, a period of time. It might just be the 80s, but um, I also wonder if, like, part of the wires getting crossed is, like, Scorsese being young and on drugs a little bit here and, like... Ah, uh, he said, I got to write a uh, nudity every 15 minutes, you know, like, uh, and then Corman being like, no, I, that's not quite what I said.
0: <laughs> yeah. Out of uh curiosity, I looked up, um, Scorsese's, when we can expect Scorsese's, uh, cocaine fueled films. <laughs> yeah. And? and it looks like the mid seventies is when uh, you really okay. get into it. All right. Cool. Cool. Um, yeah, right around the time he does the last waltz with the band. That tracks.
1: Oh yeah, 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 yeah. That, <laughs> that 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 definitely tracks.
0: Um so we don't have much of a a plot overview to go off of uh Jeremy for this. I am going to uh this is from a user named Huggo. H U G G O on IMDB. They Is that okay? Um published a one second,
1: one second. We got I my dog's like going absolutely check Jack, please. All right, sorry about that. We good.
0: This guy, uh, you know, I'm on IMDb, and this guy uh, wrote a very uh, uh, thorough, detailed synopsis of the film that I think will will, will be a good uh, launching point for us to talk about the plot and, and, and some of the things that go on in this movie. This is, uh, to credit the source, this is from Huggo, H-U-G-G-O, a mm. user on IMDb. Uh, in the 1930s, American South, Bertha Thompson decides to live the life of a transient after her crop duster father dies in a car crash, leaving her alone in the world. Hmm. I am not used to hearing the phrase crop dusting <laughs> outside of the concept of farting. Yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs>
0: Mm. Um, mm-hmm. she grows up quickly from the experiences she has with var- various people she meets while riding the rails. <clears throat> Ultimately, she ends up with three others: Big Bill Shelley, a laborer who now speaks on behalf of workers' rights and unions, Rake Brown, a gambler not averse to cheating and who carries a gun but is not too sca- but is too scared to u- ever use it, and von Morton a harmonica playing black man who worked at, uh, as her father's mechanic.
1: Right. And she starts the movie out with Vaughn, but then collects the other two kind of as she goes, which I I was like a little bit confused. I don't do that. I don't think the film does a very good job of like making you understand sort of what the deal is here. Like it, are they, is Bill are they a team? What, what what are they trying to do, you know?
0: Right. I don't really know. <laughs> 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 I, I I agree with you. I uh, that that is part of this 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 movie that was especially in the beginning. I think after a while I kind of get it, you know. Like I'm like oh, okay, we're, we're kind of like like you said like a Bonnie and Clyde kind of thing and we're we're seeing them in these different situations. Uh, you know. Mhm breaking out of prison and robbing people and what what have you. But, um, yeah, at the beginning, it kind of just starts off with this sort of, like, young lady going off, riding the rails. Right. Meeting various weirdos who are, you know, questionable in character. Um, Despite their different motivations in life, the four become fiercely loyal to each other, especially Bertha and Bill, who... Uh, consider the other to be the love of their life. Besides Rake's need to cheat to make a living, none of the four is predisposed to crim- criminal behavior, but they end up living a life of crime out of circumstance, which included a card game gone wrong. Yeah. Um, yeah, I guess the card has, game she is She has kinda, to
1: kill somebody in that.
0: Yes. So this is where the plot really takes off, and it takes a while. <laughs> yeah point, i think
1: and when when we say take off we mean uh
0: <laughs> i mean yeah you know uh goes somewhere it goes somewhere mm-hmm. uh you know we got this annoying bald guy that she shoots um <laughs> yeah, because he <laughs> yep <laughs> find out he's getting like cheated or whatever um so she shoots him with a gun uh, right. Bill, right. par- in particular, feels uncomfortable with the criminal behavior in and of itself, except for the good he can do for the working class and the crimes. This is a theme that comes up a lot in uh, Scorsese's films, and I think hmm. it's cool that it does, is uh, unions and like lay- labor issues. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it do, It definitely does. I mean, like the whole. I mean, I don't know. If, I don't think you've seen The Irishman yet, have you? Not yet. Uh, but that is, yeah, the whole thing is about Jimmy Hoffa, right? So uh,
0: even you- before their overtly criminal activities, they riled the police who harassed them for riding the rails and for bills, Bolshevik talk. Uh, but they also ri- rile a railway owner named Sartoris. And the sardonic MacGyver brothers, who work as henchmen for both the authorities and Sartorius, as builds pro-union, pro-striking diatribes are genuine. Uh, generally against the railroad, hence the battle between Sartorius, the MacGyvers, and the foursome become becomes a personal one on both sides. So that's kind of the setup for the movie. Um, it's pretty much what we see play out through all of it. Right. Uh, what were the were there any highlights for you, Jeremy?
1: Yeah. There, like, I I actually really enjoyed um the sort of like I don't know, like the the tr the, the traveling element of it, like the yeah. being on the road kinda. Like I it's it's weird. I've I've always been drawn to like the being out on the open road, discovering you know, parts of your country. I don't know if you know this about me, Eric, but I I actually did a little boxcar, boxcar berthing when I was in college. I like hitchhiked across the country. Really? Um, Oh yeah. And uh, yeah, you know, it's just like, that idea of like being like, like Jack Kerouac's On The Road, it's always really uh, spoke to me um, more than that book actually ever did. Because that book, you know, like I've actually yet to like find the perfect like, travel thing you know that like really captures sort of what my what my expectation is or like my vibe or my opinion about it or just my feeling I get when I think about you know sort of just like freely traveling for free you know across just hitching from person to person thing to thing so I like that about it that they kind of seem like freewheeling spirits Um, Mm. uh, I also like the that I don't know that even though that there's there's it's very grounded and it's like this is kind of a dark world we're seeing there's still some cartoony elements to it like those two henchmen guys <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like they're very cartoony characters you know mm-hmm. um, and I kind of like that too and I think the violence in it like I I'm not saying I like love just oh man I love film violence but I I actually do like the I think the action set pieces are pretty cool in this.
0: Yeah, I agree. Um, I really like. Uh, yes, yeah, so I'm watching the the prison. You're you watching
1: the movie for the first time right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. Just give me like 40 more minutes, and I'll, I'll <laughs> be ready to talk about this one. Um, yeah, I like the hijinks along the road. I love the guy. Um, let's find where was his name um uh uh rake no mm-hmm. Vaughn I like watching Vaughn in that box car robbing all those rich people just asking yeah. them to put their jewelry on the plate I like um I like when Bertha is like making those two guys like stand up and sit down and stand up ah uh, yeah it's
1: great yeah
0: reminded me of that radiohead song. Sit down, mm-hmm. stand up,
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, exit music for a film
0: <laughs> yeah, um <laughs> i uh i like the 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 bit where they you know they they break free from prison, it's great, there's a lot of um you're right this is this is very bonnie and clyde it's it's very um very much that sort of just criminal duo. It's weird that, that this description, you know, the synopsis mentions, you know, it's kind of like a foursome. Um, and to me, it's really just about Bertha and, I guess, Bill. Right? Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah.
0: And we see these two other guys come up throughout the movie, but I don't know. the the The... the the thing about this movie that doesn't work for me, really, yeah. is the sort of romance element to it. I'm not averse to like a good like romance plot. I think when it's done well, it it can be good. I don't think these two have any like chemistry. <laughs> <I don't laughs> but think they're that, naked like, all the
1: time. <laughs> right. Mm.
0: Um also Bertha I kind of don't get what anyone's deal is necessarily. <laughs> I Bertha, I kind of understand the most, right? Um, and it, she is that that performance is really captivating. I actually, I, I like watching her in these different situations, and it seems like she's becoming like really into the the crime of it all. Yeah, which is fun to watch that transformation. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I don't understand like what. Bill's motivation is. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I don't know.
1: Yeah, I, I, I agree with that. I think what's not working for me in this is, is very similar to you. I don't super mind their chemistry. Like, it's okay. It's not the best. It's, it's, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's serviceable. But like, and I like David Cardine's performance in this, and I like her performance too. I guess just like it's too. Like, it just feels, like, too hollow of a film, like, all the way through. Like, it's really sparsely populated with m- anything really meaningful. Like, I'm not quite sure what... If you were to tell... If you were to ask me what the point of Boxcar Bertha is, <laughs> yeah. I'm not quite sure I could tell you, like, even thematically what the point is. Like, I don't... I don't really get... I think, I think it is just, like, a circumstantial story about this person, but... You're right. Like they, it should be only Bertha. Mm -hmm. Like it should, we should be seeing this whole story through her point of view, and we take long breaks away from Bertha where we don't see her and we don't know what she's doing, and we kind of are following these other guys around in prison and trying to figure that out. And there's this gambler guy who I don't really care about, and he's not that funny or interesting. Um, (laughs) But you know, at the heart of it, there's this like there's this like cool like adventure story of this like young, maybe sort of innocent girl or precocious Southern girl who is falling into a life of crime, sort of being seduced into it by how cool it is. And I think there's something interesting about it. I could see, you know, I could see doing a version of this movie that I might really, really like actually is someone like Rob Zombie, someone mm. who can take this sort of Southern Gothic, Horror, uh, you know, vibe and really bring it to life and really sh- deliver on a character who is really sweet on the one hand, but on another hand is like kind of has got a little violent tendency or is like sort of getting kick kick out of being a little violent there and like being on the being, you know, being a criminal. Um, but yeah, it's again, it's like it's a it's an interesting situation because this is not like the worst movie I've ever seen, it's actually considering its circumstances quite good for what it is. But on the other hand, like you can feel the pressure from producers to make this thing more violent and sexier at, at the cost of, you know, the story or the character development or, you know, any of the things that make a movie really linger in your, in your mind.
0: Yeah. Um You know, one thing that I do uh really like about this movie and uh something that I really like about Who's That Knocking at My Door, which still don't know if I'm saying that title right. But um <laughs> I think the ending of this movie uh much like in 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 Who's That Knocking at My Door is uh took me by surprise was very um visceral was very yeah. uh uh intense. Yeah. And I don't know if this was intentional but it seems like they there there was some like religious symbolism there with the crucifixion yeah. to the to the train, you know. Um I love the ending of this movie. I think it's yeah. really cool. Right. I don't know what it means, <laughs> yeah. but I think in like the way that it's done is cool. Um, yeah, you're right. I, I have no idea what this movie is saying. I don't know if this is just supposed to be one of... I mean, based on the ending, it seems like it's not just supposed to be one of those movies that you just, you know, just watch for the hell of it and uh, it's just pure entertainment. It seems like it's supposed to be saying something. But what that is, I have no idea. And I think that's probably comes from just like Scorsese wanting to say something uh, or to do something more yeah. than what Corman had in mind and Corman holding him back, I think is what we're seeing. In I this. think,
1: yeah. Or or just like, you know, you're, I mean, you put yourself in his shoes, you know, for a second, like you're, you're, you're commissioned to do a job and yeah. it you're kind of, You know, your back's against the wall a little bit here. You're not necessarily super excited about the project, but you're trying to make the best of it, and you're trying to find meaning in it where there might not be meaning. You know what I mean? Like, And so maybe Schwarze AC, in a little bit of a way, just being that he's a talented filmmaker, is trying to force some sort of meaning or clarity at the end of the, the film, but it... Again, it, it just kind of, like, does, it, it works as a great ending to this movie, but it also, like, it doesn't quite, like, I, again, I couldn't really tell you what it means or what it even means to me.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah, this is another one where as I'm talking about it, I'm like, eh, maybe I just kind of liked the ending of that movie, and that just made me think I liked the whole movie. I don't think I like this movie as much as I thought at the beginning of the episode. It's okay. Um, that like, being you know, said, it's,
1: you know, there's no reason to hate it. I, that's another thing. Is I don't. I don't, I don't think it. it's worth hating or anything. It's just no. It's just that it's not uh, like I'm. Ex- I'm really excited for you to watch Mean Streets because I feel like we're going to have I'm a excited, really good dude. conversation about that because that's that is that Mean Streets is arguably. You know, the the movie that Scorsese has wanted to make his whole life up to that point.
0: Yeah, I'm excited. I mean, I appreciated watching this movie knowing that this is Scorsese still being held back a little bit and we're kind of, like, pulling the, the slingshot back still. Yes. And with Mean Streets, we're letting that baby go.
1: Oh, yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, also, I found a very cool... Um, what's it called the list on IMDB that someone put together uh that's just called Robert De Niro's insane method acting yeah <laughs> and it lists all the de Niro roles and it gives a little explanation of like the method acting like what he did <laughs> what he did it's yeah. very cool uh, apparently he learned to play the saxophone for New York New York oh great uh, anyway um Jeremy next week we're going back to the Sandman yep Enter Sandman once again. Uh, in the words of, who's the Metallica guy?
1: Oh, um, you are thinking of uh, Bono.
0: Ba- yes, Bono from Metallica. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and we will, we will be uh, we're skipping mixed nuts because, as we said, we're only doing starring roles. I think Jeremy uh, in in the month of May we might start. Um, I, I think we we've talked about doing some of these Scorsese shorts. Uh, in the um, bonus uh, in the in the patreon um, which i think we'll start doing that pretty soon i think there are certain sandler sci- like like uh, films that he kind of does cameos in or smaller roles in that we'll consider covering on the patreon as well i think we might have to do a coneheads and or shakes the clown at some point um but the next movie we're doing on the Made feed jeremy and i'm very excited for this Billy Madison.
1: Oh, absolutely. What an absolute treat that's going to be.
0: I could I could play this movie in my head, is how many times I've seen Billy Madison, but I'm going to watch it again. I'm probably going to watch it multiple times for that episode.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> probably, yeah. No, I'll probably just watch it once. <laughs> but uh,
1: I hope you do, sir. I hope you do
0: stay tuned for that sign up for that patreon patreon.com slash eric and jeremy we got a lot of fun stuff going on over there jeremy anything you want to plug before we you know end
1: not at all thank you so much for listening i cannot wait to see you next week for billy madison that's going to be an absolute treat my boy
0: norma i'll see you in my dreams